Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Overcoming Your Emotional Eating. In today's call, I'm actually live on a pre-recorded line, helping clients with specific questions and problems that they're current tackling. How do you rewrite your story when you want a new book? That's what we're talking about here today. Take a listen and see how you can continue to overcome. And also take a look at www.wendyfrancis.com for some new resources we're putting out and we'll continue to put out this year for you so that you can continue to become all that you were meant to be. What I'm going to talk about tonight is challenging your old story. Now, here's what's so important, and I'm going to take this in a new direction. Uh, for years and years and years, people talk about, you know, uh, the story that we tell ourselves and what that means and where did that come from and how to get rid of it. And I know that that's true for all of us in our life. We all have our own story that's constantly running in our heads. Now, what has always interested me in my life and my career is much more so about the story we tell ourselves about how we eat, the story we tell ourselves about how we look, the story we tell ourselves about how we feel about how we look. I can remember one of my first clients I met with a very long time ago now in my private practice. I remember sitting with her and really understanding the magnitude of what I call a weight history. Now, a weight history is really someone's story that they have around the weight that they were at at a certain point in their life. And so I would outline with clients what their weight was and how they were eating and how they felt about their weight and how they felt about their eating during significant periods of their life. And I remember being with one of my first clients and her timeline was so long, it went off the page. And she wasn't that old, but she could remember significant ups and downs of her weight, what it was, how she'd eaten, what diet she'd been on how she changed that, how she binged her way up higher, how she came back down, what that meant, what that had done for her marriage, for her children, et cetera. And it was astounding. And so our story is not just always around who we are, although we'll talk a little bit about that tonight. It can be around how we eat. It can be around how we look or how we feel about how we look. What we tell ourselves is what we believe, right, wrong, or indifferent. If we believe we aren't good at math, we won't be. If we believe we don't have enough time in our lives, we'll never feel like we do. If we feel like we can't stop eating a certain food, potato chips or popcorn or, or cookies, then we won't. You see, they're all stories that we tell ourselves, and we live up to the stories that we tell ourselves. 
The stories we tell ourselves focus on who we are, what we do, and how we do it. They can be around multiple things in life. It could be about our, us in our professional lives. It could be around us in our personal lives, around us in our mothering or fathering lives. It can be around us in our weight and our food. There's lots of different areas or genres of stories that we hold. But what's most important is to recognize that these stories dictate and determine how we feel about ourselves in our world. It's why it's so important tonight I'm going to challenge you as I'm talking to really understand and re-examine your story. By discovering your life script, you'll, you can have a chance to see what you're actually dealing with. Why it's so important around the holiday times is because we also have stories about how we are on the holidays. I can remember years ago, there was two Christmas times in a row. My grandfather, who um, was my rock, my salvation in my life, he passed away over a Christmas season. He actually died on December 23rd. And um, my stepmother, who passed away from a long, enduring, arduous struggle with cancer, the next year died on December 26th. And I had to be really mindful the next holiday season of all the couplings that I made and the stories my subconscious had around holidays and grief. And it was interesting for me to go through that process. You see, we have those stories around holidays too that might be around grief. It might be around joy. It might be around food that we've overeaten in the past holiday seasons or maybe the weight we were last holiday versus this holiday. Some of the bravest questions you can begin to ask yourself in order to re-examine your story. So first, I'm going to have you start to think about what stories do you hold around your food, your weight. You can also do this around your life, but I really want you to start with the holidays and your food or the holidays and your weight or maybe how you feel about your weight maybe understanding the milestones that you've achieved around your body and were you happy about those or were you not? And so some of the bravest questions then you can begin to ask yourself in order to re-examine your story are, how do you feel about yourself, your body, or your eating? So how do you feel about that? Because our feelings determine our stories. That's true. You know, if we feel great about our body for the most part, then having an up or down of a pound or two or three doesn't impact that individual. Yet I've worked with clients who feel insecure, upset, or frustrated about their weight or their body, and maybe they've had multiple ups and downs in the past. So if the scale climbs a pound or two or three for them, they go right into a whole story internally about how they'll never do this. They'll never lose the weight. It will never happen for them. It can never be for them. They have a body that's defective or the way they eat will never be right. So they fly right into that story. And that story then can really predetermine what they do with their behaviors the rest of the day, week, or even year. 
So that is the first part. How do you actually feel about yourself, your body, your eating? What is your weight history in timeline? What do you think about how the world looks or eats? Does everybody look better than you or does everybody eat healthier than you? I've heard a lot of things in my life and in my career and I've heard a lot of people talk about how somebody else looks and how somebody else must feel because of how they look. And we can create lots of stories about how other people look and feel and eat too, right? Most important is to understand what our stories are and then why we create stories about those around us. Next, in re-examining your story, take a look at what your parents taught you about yourself, your body, your food, your eating. Maybe even about how your food should be around the holiday time, what you should eat or shouldn't eat. What do you what do you feel about how did your parents feel about their own food or their own weight? Did they diet or did they not? Did they splurge at the holidays or did they not? And it's not a blame shame game. This really is an a learning. I learned about my parents' beliefs and that's how I created a story. And that story is what you tell yourself. And what we tell ourselves is what we live into. Did you always have to be on a diet to be thin? Would you be destined to be fat as you got older? I've worked with many clients who felt because their mom or their dad was overweight that they were destined to be overweight as well when they got older, that there wasn't a choice for them. Or maybe they were told my, you know, my mom and my grandma was overweight and then their mom says, and I'm overweight and you're going to be overweight too. And there's this lineage that comes with that. And that becomes the story that we tell ourselves. Do women not eat certain foods in your family? Do women always diet in your family? That becomes our story around our food and our eating. What were some of the major do's that you learned through your life? What do you do? And maybe what don't you do? What don't you ever eat in public? What don't you ever weigh? Or what do you do when you weigh that way? What's one important decision you may have made when you were little? I work with many clients who created a story when they were little. I'm going to be this way when I get older. I'm never going to eat X, Y, or Z. I'm always going to be X weight. I'm never going to become like my mother. I hear that a lot from clients. And in that, I've noticed a lot of clients can become like their mothers. In fact, one of the funny things that many parents say is, you know, I'll catch myself sometimes saying something and I'm like, uh-oh, that was what my mom said. <laughs> and the truth is, she never told me to say that, right? It's just an unconscious coupling that I made that's probably impacted in there somewhere within a story that I hold, right? Recognize how some of the things you think and do in your life now stem from the times when you really weren't able to have your own opinion, so you needed to adopt and accept what other people around you thought or wanted. Now, I encourage you to do this around life, but more so today as I'm focusing on food and weight and how you feel about your body. From today on, you can actually let go of that story. 
once you know the stories that you hold, you can actually figure out what you want to keep and let go of what you want to take with you into the future. You can let the past be the past, but it's so important to understand what your story is. What is your weight history and timeline? Do you go by holiday to holiday? Oh, this is what I weighed last Christmas, and now I'm 30 pounds heavier, and I don't deserve to eat X, Y, or Z, or I'm going to eat everything during this Christmas time period because I'm going to start anew in January. I was actually at a store the other day, one of my favorite stores um, in Florida. It's called Shore, and it's very beach-oriented, obviously, with the name, beach-oriented store, but they've got a, little, a lot of cool graphic T-shirts, and I walked in, and there was this really great T-shirt, and it said, someday isn't a day of the week. Now, I know I've said that on my call before. Dr. Phil actually kind of coined that phrase but this was on this shirt glaring and big and bright and bold and I picked it up and bought it in a heartbeat because I really believe that, right? You start now. Once you know your story, you can then redefine it. The old story is old news. What your weight was, when it was like that, what you ate to get there, what your parents thought about their weight or your weight, it's old news. And you can get sick and tired of it and get sick and tired enough that you will let it go. Now is the time to redefine your story. I know a lot of people wait until January 1st. It becomes like a New Year's resolution. It's not the time and it's not the year to do that. This of all years is not the year to wait on anything. It's the year to do what you have control over and what you can be empowered around. Your story is yours. You can change it as you want. You don't have to wear a mask to do it. You don't have to only go out to a certain time to do it. You can do this in your own head, in your own mind, in your own body, and in your own house. So how would you redesign your story? The first thing is to take a close look at the burdens that you're actually carrying from your past and decide to let them go. So it's really understanding what your story is, what your weight history is, what your food history is, how you want to eat, what you've learned about eating, and what you've learned about feeling a certain weight or eating certain foods, rather than be a victim to it, rather than feel bad about yourself or be the victim to what happened, it's now time to take a look at it and decide to let it go consciously that you're not your mom or your grandmother or your dad or your grandfather or uncle or aunt who you were compared to that you don't ever have to be a weight that you don't choose to want to be that you don't have to overeat certain things you in fact can tell yourself the new story you can open your mind and create new opportunities in your life rather than complain about something being impossible or not fair so often I'll hear people talking about what's not right and what's not fair. And listen, I'm going to tell you 2020 is going to go down as the year of not being fair. I think that it sums it up in a nutshell. And we could say a whole lot more about 2020. But the truth about it is that it hasn't been fair. But we can't complain about it. What we have to understand is that we can create new opportunities in our life. We can become empowered and we can move 
forward with forward thinking. Think what you didn't think before and therefore do what you didn't do before. So what I mean by that is if you look at your old story, I want you to flip that script upside down. What didn't you think about before? What didn't you do before with food, with eating, with life, maybe with your weight or how you view your weight? Now is the time to flip the script. Once you do that, you can totally redesign what you want. So the last two things were about understanding your story and then flipping the script on it. And now this is the fun part. Then you get to clear everything away, look at everything with a fresh start, a clean start. Now is the time you write your book of life. So many of us walk through life just walking, not looking at where we're going, but just staring down. All you take now is a notebook or a piece of paper and your willingness to closely look back at the stages of your development, including all the major events in your life. And you can do this by yourself. And all you're going to do is write down eight milestones in your life that were supportive, enriching, or enjoyable. Now, because this time period focused on food or weight or body, I'm going to have you focus on that. But you can do this in life as well. I want you to write down the eight milestones that really impacted how you feel in a positive way. Okay, so we're flipping the script. This is a positive way. Where was someone supportive of you in what you were doing with your food or your weight or your body? What was enriching or enjoyable for you? What have you done right with your body, life, or food? Write down those eight milestones. I remember when I was 15. Before then, I didn't care. But for some reason at 15, I had gotten into my junior year and really gotten into field hockey. And I first started eating healthy. Before then, I think I used to eat, <laughs> honestly, I think I ate brownies for dinner. I mean, I was raised by a single mom. We were pretty much in survival mode a whole lot. I was definitely not worried about eating healthy. Um, but when I was 15, I started to recognize that when I ate a certain way, I played a whole lot better. And being an athlete meant a lot to me at that point in time in my life. And the reality is I recognized that when I ate different, I felt different, I played different. And I started to do that and make that connection, and I felt strong and untouchable. Like no one could bring me down. Nothing started to bother me. Even when drama went on in high school or with a boy, I sailed through it because I was really focused on becoming better and stronger. My job at that point became new ways that I could figure out how to become, feel stronger. If I ate this, what would that do to my, what would that do to how I felt in my body? What would that do to me on the field? What's so interesting is that I actually brought that into a career position. And I can still remember certain things that I ate during that time period, apples are one thing for some reason, that actually make me still feel good because I have it linked to that time period. So when you rate those eight positive milestones down, you're going to start to make links and connections that you haven't before. And that will allow you to really challenge and change your old story with food or with your weight. It's imperative to do that now or at any time. The truth is, is the more that we live in this world, in this life, 
the more you can recognize that you don't have to be a victim to your story. You can be the victor, as Joel Osteen says. You can be the one to rise above that story, and you can change that story. You don't have to always eat a certain way or overeat certain foods. You can change that every moment of every day. The first step to changing your life is stop telling yourself your story as if it is a sad one, because eventually, if you stop doing that, it will stop being one. That quote was written by Karen Salmanshan. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.